It's bad. Anime. Well, cheers, buddy, to February. To oh fuck February. <laughs> fuck. Oh, you're recording already, you I, sneaky uh, little bitch. All I right. Almost got you with that one. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay, should we introduce ourselves or just dive right in? Nah, it's fuck it. I, well, I'm I'm John. Now I'm Rob. Yeah, yeah you, this you, bad you, anime. You know what it is. You know, this is our this is our new kind of monthly. We're just gonna talk about stuff that means stuff to us in the month of February. Gonna try to keep it a little weeb centric, but at first, fuck February because. <laughs> There are so many things about this month, and I think we alluded to it last month we on the totally January did. episode about like how many ridiculous things that we plan for ourselves in this one month. Yeah. Um, is it too much? Do we expect too much of ourselves in February? We've learned yes, because last February was relatively easy because it was February 2021, mm-hmm. right before the big vaccine rollout. So we were still in like a quasi lockdown. There was a big spike in like the December two months earlier, so we didn't have a lot to do. So, me and me and my buddy here, Bouncy, decided let's have fun. So, for some reason, we decided, hey, we like beer, but for the month of February, let's have a challenge where we only drink one type of beer. And we mean one. And by type, I don't mean lagers, IPAs, whatnot. I mean one singular beer. Like a brand. Like, like one a, brand. Like one, beer. like like Corona or something. Exactly. Like a very one- specific Beer. Beer. And you can and you can only drink that for the month of February. Yes. We call it one beer February. Um it wasn't bad last year. So I first love how you said you preface this with let's have some fun, and that's the idea we came up with. Yes. That's what we think is fun. <laughs> Depriving ourselves of something good. Well, you know, here's the thing though. Fun. But you know, it was still the kind of the, the rationale I gave was right there. It was still kind of the lockdown. We didn't really have much else to do. Yeah, you're right. Why, why not like give ourselves a bit of a challenge, yeah, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Bit of a way to get through the through the year, you know? Because yeah. around that time, around that month of February, as you were saying, you know, things were still kind of uncertain. Yeah. Like that no. No vaccines yet, so we were things like, were yeah. starting to open up, but only but they were going right back down as quickly as they opened up. Yeah, so uh-huh. the whole thing was super uncertain. So we had time at home, and we we're doing a lot of house parties, a lot of anime watching with the boys. Right. Mm-hmm. So we decided, like, hey, let's just fucking go to town on one type of beer, and let's go over our choices real quick because they're both random. <laughs> okay. anyway, honestly, very close to each other, which is the weirdest. Which part. is uh, which is kind of crazy considering start... where we came from both on the decision. But you start, please. Yeah, no, please, I'll start please, because I was um. Because this was probably in that December, actually, right before February. I was um, I was at my local supermarket, you know, and then the giant beer section, you know, um, Shangri-La, as I refer to it as. Shangri-La. It makes me happy. So I was there, and I saw a newcomer in town, a beer I'd never seen before. Wow. New uh, in town. Yes, and I'm going to say this very particularly because people are going to think I'm saying a different beer. I found Madala. Not Modelo. Madala Light. Yes. I saw this, and I was intrigued. I'm like, mm, what is this? I picked it up and said, Puerto Rican Cerveza. I'm like... I've never had Puerto Rican beer. This sounds awesome. I thought you were going to say, what's Puerto Rican cerveza? Sounds fun. <laughs> that would have been funnier. I should have done that. But but no, I just saw Puerto Rican beer and I'm like, fuck yeah. And it's weird. They came mm. in 10 ounce cans. Yeah, they were really small from what I remember. It was just, it, well, it wasn't. Or too- slim? Yes, they were slim and they were so there were two ounces less than a standard beer. Huh. I still don't know why that was the case, but was it I, a lot cheaper than a standard beer. It kind of was, yeah. Well, okay, well that's that that makes kind of sense, it was I guess. Very, it was fairly inexpensive, so. Uh-huh. I remember I was at home, it was in December, I watched the um that year's um Super J Cup. Oh yeah. One mm-hmm. of the many New Japan tournaments which we'll get maybe we'll get to another one later. But I just it was an eight man tournament. I'm like, oh, "Okay, this is a short tournament. I can crush some beers." So I just drank a whole 12 pack of Madala. 
but it was really 10 beers instead of 12 because of like the subtraction and ounces. Oh, yes, that's right. And I'm just like, I feel great. Then I had whiskey and blacked out afterwards. Uh, <laughs> now, Rob, let me ask you a very uh, academic question. Sure. Um, in terms of mathematics. Sure. Um, how many uh, medallas do you think that you consumed in that month of February? When I did the math, it was like around 100 and uh, what was it? 100? I think 120 was the number I threw around. 110. It was in the 100 and teens. So like uh, around, we'll call it like 112. So let's right? say that. Let's say 112? that. 112. Let's just say that. For, 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 for argument's sake, let's say it. I, I can't do the math off the top of my head. So lo- losing losing two ounces of beer, I guess we can knock that down. I'm no mathematician or anything, but we can. I, th- we can... I think that was actually my adjusted rate. Oh really? Yeah, that, no, that I, I was did, the adjusted. I, I did rate. the math myself. Wow. Maybe I don't remember, but it was in the it was in the hundred and teens. Okay, so another one of my favorite animes that I've ever seen. You ever seen Hey Arnold? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> move it, football head. <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar. Uh, there was one episode of Hey Arnold because this reminded me of that scenario. There's one episode of Hey Arnold, right? Where uh, oh, Harold and the Mister yeah, Fudgies. Yeah, yeah. Fudgies. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's like the fat kid, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're so fat! You eat so many Mr. Fudgy ice creams." And he's like, "All right, instead of fifty Mr. Fudgies, I ate a hundred diet Mr. Fudgies." And I remember Arnold was like, "Harold, I think it was, I think it was like maybe like six and twelve of them was the actual number." It's like twelve diet Mr. Fudgies are the same as six regular Mr. Fudgies, and Harold just scrunches away, screaming, "Going, leave me alone!" And then they sent him to a, a fat camp on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> that was the end of the episode. Uh, and for some reason, they did that a lot in American media in the '90s, where there was, yeah. like, especially aimed at kids, there was always fat camps, so they always had to do with boats. Big fat camp angle. You ever seen the, the Disney movie Heavyweights? Oh no, I remember seeing previews, but no, I didn't see the actual movie. Ever. Oh, go watch it; it's great. Really? Yeah, okay, it's just a okay. bunch. It's just a bunch of, about a bunch of fat kids in a fat camp, and it, like their goal is for most of it is to remain fat, and <laughs> and then they get into like a a big like. Uh, triathlon type thing with like the jock camp across the river and oh, and um, yes. Ben Stiller's the villain and as he always is in the, especially in that time and Ben Stiller is a great villain underrated villain like him in Dodgeball as a villain oh he's know? great no he's great all, he, he was always one of those dudes who um was good in he was he was always, he's very likable naturally yes. mm-hmm. so he's always good as a likable like, kind of goofy guy right he's like pre Paul Rudd Paul Rudd yes and uh, he is <laughs> he's like Paul Rudd with bigger ears does he have big ears? I don't know. He does, he has pretty big ears. I wouldn't call them like huge, but you know. I'll have to look at that. Big. We'll but no, but he's really good as a villain, but he's mm-hmm. honestly underutilized as a villain. Mm-hmm. I agree. How do we get on Ben Stiller? <laughs> well, no, because we we just kind of – you brought up Hey Arnold, and somehow we got to Ben Stiller. That's just a very natural... – It's a one degree of separation, really. But no, we actually – well, let's get back to one beer February. Oh, so, yes. Oh, so, right, right, right. So let's get back to it. So that was my choice, and funny enough, I'm actually – these aren't the same bottles from when you last had this, but I'm actually drinking your choice right now for one beer February 2021. I always, I guess, keep some in the house nowadays. I don't know where these came from exactly. Did you bring them here? Okay, I probably did. You might have brought them here sometime. I actually probably did. I, If I had to guess, I, I'll i tell you which episode it was off air, but I think I remember the series of episodes we recorded here that I brought these for. Mm. Anyway. Very interesting. Well, yeah. you well well. I'll, I'll introduce what beer I chose, but before I do that, it's very important that everybody understands the context to which I chose this beer and why I chose this beer for last year's February. This, this is a good. This is a very good part of the story. Because okay, right? I used to work at a bar. I bartended for about four months. Yeah. Right? You know this. Yeah. Um. 
And in that time, there was this really cool beer at the bar. It was called Peak. It's like an organic beer. It was pretty good. Everybody was ordering it all the time. I worked at like a shitty kind of dive bar right. where they had like beer and they also served pierogies. The owner was Eastern European and I'm Turkish. That's why she hired me because she liked the cut of my uh, jib. Um, I don't know. Maybe she thought I'd bring her spices. But either way, <laughs> she hired me and she was very happy to have me there. Oh, God. And I was working uh, and I was dispensing this Peak stuff all the time and I took I took a drink because she was like, yeah, you drink on the job here. It's fine. And so I started drinking it and uh, it was good. So I was like, all right, you know what? This is pretty available in Brooklyn, right? Where Mm -hmm. I reside. So I was like, all right, let me, let me choose that. And I sent you the text that I was like, I pick, I'm picking peak. I'm picking, or I'm picking Presidente because I thought the name for Peak Organic was actually Presidente. Yes, because they both have like a P in the logo, right? Yes. That's it, what you explained to me, at least. Yes, it's a P on the logo. It's kind of similar. I'm sure not as similar as I think it is. But uh, Part of me wants to Google it, but I don't want to Google it right now. <laughs> actually, no, I'm going to Google it, but continue. <laughs> um, so I chose a Presidente because I thought it was Peak, right? And then I, I, remember, go- I remember you showed up to my apartment um, – very early February, right before you had your first beer of the month, which is the rule, by the way. The first beer of the month, you're stuck with it. And you just slammed it on my counter going, I chose Presidente. And I'm like, cool? I've never heard of this. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it's this really cool beer they used to serve at a bar I worked at. But continue. And uh, then I, I drank it. And I was like, oh, that's th- that's not the beer that <laughs> I drank at the bar. That oh. is a completely different beer. And I don't like it. <laughs> And I had to spend the entire month only drinking that beer. And it, it is widely available in grocery stores near me because it is a Dominican beer. Yeah. And um, the areas of Brooklyn where I've resided are historically quite Puerto Rican and or uh, Dominican. And I'm I'm a, a little Puerto Rican myself. Yeah. So, which is funny because you know, I chose a Puerto Rican beer. Which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. And then, then we realized, okay, so I chose a Dominican beer. You chose a Puerto Rican beer. We're really like kind of one in the same over here. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't. We It's amazing because with the... With the wide varieties in beer, we chose two like that are so geographically close. Yes, which is um, still amazing to me. But hey, um, th- like I said, the first one beer f- February was fine. Yeah, that was fine. We got through it. The only time where we broke was when we met up for an event that we will talk about very soon. Oh um, yeah, we have to talk about that one. But when we met up for that event, which we will get to in a minute, um, we decided okay on this day because it is a sacred day, we are allowed to drink each other's beer on this day. So then we, I drank some Madalas, you downed some Presidentes. It worked out very well. Yeah, it worked but out yes, nicely. Uh, but uh, to put a bow on One Beer February, in 2022, things are open and things are popping again. So it sucked. It was just fucking awful. And we chose we chose more readily available beers this We time. really did. Like, you chose Goose Island. Goose Island IPA, which is, right. it, like, it's like a, a solid. A daring choice to choose an IPA for the, for a month, though. That I was impressed by that, honestly. I was on, I was on an IPA kick at the time. Mm, okay. And I still kind of am. You know, mm. sometimes I was, my taste buds change. As, as all humans do. So yeah. sometimes you move something different. You know, right. l- lately I've been chugging a bunch of IPAs and White Claws. Oh, that's fun. Because, you know, the, I, lo- I like contrast. That's you a see. big distinction. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I like it a lot. Mm. But anyway, so, you know, but th- these are solid choices. And you chose Modelo. I chose Modelo. Yeah, actually um, Modelo, not Modala. Not Modala. Yeah. I, I took your Modala and raised you a Modelo. And yeah, there uh, we go. I decided to do Modelo because it was a little more widely available. And I, yes. I I went to Los Angeles earlier this month yeah. to do some uh, – for my job to yes. like do some work over there right. uh, in, in anticipation for the Super Bowl. And while I was in L.A., uh, I was looking for Modelo everywhere. And thankfully – Thankfully, the hotel that my job put me up in yeah. had Modelo. That's awesome. And I was like, this was the 
best decision. So then oh. I just drank Modellos and uh, took tequila shots and Good. drank cocktails and stuff. And anywhere I couldn't get a Modelo, which was the grand majority of everywhere else I went, I had wine. I had uh, you know other things. I don't really like cocktails, but I had some cocktails and mm. stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it was it was all right. It well, was all our right. cocktail experience was completely ruined when we went to Japan. Because yeah. we, had, we had the best cocktails we're ever oh, going to have. Boy. So now cocktails for us are just no longer a thing. Well, stay tuned for that episode because we're definitely going to talk about like drinking in Japan. Oh, yeah. That's, com- that's coming up pretty soon. Coming up real soon. But speaking of drinking and being friends, we yeah. should get back to the event you alluded to. Yes. Because yes, in yes, February, yes. we actually – it's a new uh, friend holiday. And and uh, as a prelude, we're actually doing this after recording. Um, so uh, I forgot how my impetus came to this because this is my idea. But I forget mm-hmm. the impetus of how it happened. So as as um, I've told you a ton, and I think I've alluded to it in the podcast. I forget what I've alluded to and not. Honestly, we record these in wild orders. Right. But no, um, I've watched a fair amount of horror anime back in my day. I want to say when I first got into anime and then I revisited the genre recently because people are so split now in so many different titles. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the whole genre, like the late 20s, like early 2010s harms are getting a tremendous critical reevaluation. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, High School DxD, a lot of people are turning around going, fuck, it was good. Yeah. Which is so funny because the show we watched, because I should explain what it is uh, the day first. But so what we do, basically, it's called Best Girl Day. So you take a harem anime, you get a bunch of your buds together and a bunch of beer. What you do is you watch the entire thing. Whole thing. Whole thing. And here's what we did last year. This year, I'm going to change the format a little bit. And in Bouncy, I haven't talked to you too much about this, so we're going to do it on air and we get your thoughts. Ooh. So anyway... What we did last year, last year was a kind of like how well do you know your friends type of deal. Yes. So we watched the entire show. It was 12 episodes. And what we did is um, I told everyone, all right, who's your best girl? So everyone picked their best girl, kept it secret, and we had to go around the room. Everyone basically you had to fill out a card trying to guess everyone's best girl. Yes. It's a whole how well do you know your friends type thing. Which was really fun. Which is funny because we were all wrong. Almost all of us were bad at it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is... We all picked each other's second choice, which was yeah. bizarre. That was the interesting thing about it. It was like the um, we all picked each other's kind of like subconscious mm. first choice, yeah, and not necessarily the outright first choice. Which I think is very we 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 picked everyone's actual best girl. I think we we ship things very well. We do, yeah. And actually, I should tell say what it was because this this uh, show I think it's getting kind of a critical de evaluation. People are going, oh, actually, this is worse than we remember. Ha! <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it was an infinite stratus. Yes, it's um, it's the harem. Um, it's not mech. They have like robot suits, so I guess like kind of mech, not really. Yeah, it was like a weird semi mech, but that wasn't the draw. The yeah. draw was like how many waifus exist. It was in this a sci fi harem, right? With some mech elements thrown in there, right? Um, not a great show, right? Yeah, no. Um, I would actually probably call it bad, especially season one. I've actually watched season two because I'm so morbidly curious because mm. the waifu action was actually hysterical. Mm. Season two did things like introduce the villain, which season one kind of forgot to do. Oh, they just didn't do that. There was no conflict. They're, like the no, only the conflict- last the last three episodes of conflict that was it. Oh, and there that's wasn't even right. a villain. It was because one of one oh, of right. like, wasn't it like the a robot went rogue. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And you later learned it was it was rigged by like one of the engineers. So Ugh. she had a sister who had a new robot suit. She wanted the new robot suit to shine, so she let one of her own robots go and cause massive damage. And I'm like, what the fuck hey, are you doing? Say what you will. At least it was not Verm. Thank God it wasn't Verm. Thank God it wasn't Verm. Oh, that episode's probably going to be... Yeah, that, that, that episode's coming out right before this one, isn't Seems it? Seems that way. Oh, my God. I'm oh. About, oh, by the way, speaking of the podcast, um, wow. Is it me or 
Does it sound like we were beat up during the Violence Jack episode? I mean, I'm just going to address this now. I've listened to back because, like, I'm listening back to all our episodes. You know, I do it on my commute to work. So I'm yeah. like, nice, get to listen to me, right. me and my boy shoot the shit about some, about some cartoons. All mm-hmm. right. For the Violence Jack episode, in the beginning, we we're actually a little low energy, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, uh-huh, definitely. And then it sounds like we were beat up. I was a rambling mess. I'm like, oh, my God, did someone punch me? I just didn't know what to do or say at no. the end of that. I was just thinking the whole time. I was, like, it, it, we just sounded so tired. And I got texted uh, by so many people after really? that episode saying, like, yo, you guys just, like, Man, it was funny. Like I enjoyed yeah. listening right, to it. Right. Which, which, thank you. I of appreciate course, thank you that. all. For, oh thank, my if god! If anyone who reached out, thank you. I've had a few of those as well. Like, thank you so much. But at the same time, they were like, "You guys sounded just like so tired." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah." If you watch Violence Jack, it's pretty tiring. Our friend uh, Eric Chan reached out to me, and he hey, was yeah. like, "Hey man, I really like that episode." <laughs> uh, By the way, we're not trying to make fun of him. There, that's no, just, no, that's his, his actual voice. His voice is that deep and chocolatey. It's a lovely voice. Yes. Uh, we 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 love him very much. Love He's you, Eric, like, if you're listening. Hey man, I watched that episode. Uh, it, it, I listened to that episode. It was really fun. I had a good time. I definitely don't think I'm watching Violence Jack. <laughs> it's like good. No, I'm nor glad. nor really should him. I'm glad you're not watching Violence Jack. But the Thank evil God. the evil part of the back of my head's like. Well, there, I say, well, there are two more OVAs. Uh, well, we, we well we gotta do them. I mean, we started at some this. point. We gotta do get to both of them. Yeah, absolutely. one of them. One of them is the same length as the other one, but I think the one of them is only like forty minutes. Mm. You know, shaving off some of that time. So that'd be nice. We'll go back to that eventually. Uh, so but, speak, speaking of wait, anime in February, yes. What, what have you been watching, Sailor? Ooh, what have I been watching? Well, Rob, I gotta say, I've been a, I've been just a little little Attack on Titan slut this year. Uh, <laughs> for February, I have been mainly entrenched uh, in Attack on Titan. Right. Uh, the episode comes out every Sunday, and I, like an absolute moron, uh, have decided to watch them weekly. Instead of wait for them all to be out and then binge. Why them. are you calling yourself a moron for that? That's how the show is meant to be consumed. No, but man, it is so difficult. Because at the end of every Boo episode, who? No, Boo it's frickety really who? hard. Because at the end of every episode, I'm like, I just want to know more. They always end on these crazy cliffhangers that I just wanted. I just wanted. So then what I do? Now right? you know my pain when I watch Spirit Chronicles weekly. <laughs> do you know the pain of knowing? Of no knowing how Rio was gonna get out of the next uh, harrowing situation of there being too many babes around him, too many Griffin babes, just could not handle the Griffin babes. Too many of them. Ten points to Gryffindor and and his fox girlfriend sister. I don't know whichever one it was. Oh yeah, we 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 talked more about that one too, didn't we? Yeah, we we did. I don't know when that one's. I don't know when that's up for the docket, but stay tuned. We actually we we may have watched a little more of Spirit Chronicles. Everybody, we may have watched the whole thing. So there's a deep booming echo on that one. (laughs) But yeah, so back Um, to Attack on Titan. Yes, Attack on Titan. I've been watching every week. Um, I have been watching uh, Black Clover. I stopped watching. Ooh. Uh, I I, I kind of lost interest. I think maybe I'll pick it up again. Maybe I won't. You um, you mentioned. I think uh, I you I don't remember me mentioning this on air or casually to me. You mentioned not even liking the show, but still going with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely like I I understand the appeal. I I know a lot of people really like it, and I get it. Um, I think if I was Honestly, if I was like 12, I would love it. Yeah. Huh. It, but it, it, it kind of reads to me as, not to insult anybody, it reads to me as very like a, like a toddler show, like a yeah. kid show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. And like, I feel like early Naruto had a lot of those elements as oh, well. Totally. Um, so I feel like it translates very well. But at my current age and where I am, I was like watching it and I was like, it's, it's, I can see the merit. I can yeah, see yeah, the yeah, merit, yeah. but like. You're not the target demographic. I'm not the target for it. I, I Clearly. And which is fine. 
which is okay. But you know, anybody that's you know our age and really likes it, good, good for you. More yeah. power to you. I'm happy for you. But uh, I personally just kind of, kind of fell off. For me. I know what you mean. Yeah, that and uh, something very interesting. After I got a text from you, um, I also started this anime. Uh, started Demon Slayer. Yeah, yes, yeah. As you did. Yeah. Um, it was a funny story. Um, I was just at a buddy's house for the Super Bowl, and everyone was clearing out. And he goes, hey, Rob, you started an anime podcast right now. Do you want to watch an episode or two with Demon Slayer? And I'm just like, you know what? Sure. You probably should. Yeah, yeah. as we should, I feel yeah, like. You probably should. Be on the pulse. Because Demon Slayer, like, we went, it's to, massive. we went to Anime NYC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And up until now, I didn't realize, but most of the costumes were Demon Slayer costumes. Oh, totally, yeah. It, uh, an incredible presence there. Yeah. An insane presence for this anime. So... It's been so popular. I've been seeing TikToks about it all the time. It's like it's pretty dominant right now in Japan. There's Huge. So, there's so many Demon Slayer products, and I can see why the show is back, big back over in the homeland. It yeah, is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's um like I always say, there's some anime that aren't that aren't exclusively Japanese in terms of like their worldview or their appeal or like they don't go through necessarily Japanese filter of when way of thinking. This one's just straight up like Japanese folklore influenced. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Which it, is exciting. Yeah. No. It's it's cool. It's um. Exciting. And um. It's pretty funny because um. I watched a show last season, which only I can tell now only got greenlit because of the success of Demon Slayer. Ah, uh, yeah, it was Peach Boy Riverside, which you know borrowed a lot from the same uh, type of Japanese folklore about it, like the demon Japanese like kid who's a demon hunter, like mm-hmm. the the Momotaro story, the Peach Boy, excuse me, uh, tale. So I watched something. I I watched something that was a total delineation of like kind of the um, Demon Slayer idea, like Demon Slayer ideas. I don't know if it was in itself that work was, but. It was greenlit at like the reason it got published is, was Demon Slayer. Is the success to- of totally, Demon totally mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a summer twenty twenty one show. I watched it because a voice actress I really like is in it. Mm-hmm. She played this girl who was just like a giant bunny, but like kicked ass and was like kind of a demon, and she turned into Devil Man, something like Devil Man for two seconds. So, like the artistic resemblance to Devil Man was like weird, mm-hmm. but it was also just like a bunny in like mm-hmm. a skirt, and I'm just like, I don't know what this is. And that's the end of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> It was a fun though. It was a good. It was a good watch. It wasn't. It wasn't bad or anything. Yeah, yeah. I I, I watched the uh, the first episode. You only. watched the first episode, Demon Slayer. I watched the first two. Mm-hmm. And, yes. Um, yes. Here's the thing. Well, okay. Let Let me ask you something. Yes. What did you really like about it, and what were you kind of meh on, or like meh on about it? I mean, I was kind of just meh on the whole thing. Okay. I mean, the show. I will say this: the show looked. Very good. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, though, modern anime just looks really good. Mm-hmm. We're getting to a point right now where I've talked a little bit about animation randomly. Like, I have any idea, fucking idea what I'm talking about. But, no. <laughs> um, in actuality, what I, you know, I think digital animation, but in particular digital coloring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we see more a lot more CGI right. in, in anime. So, like, the snow in Demon Slayer, for example. Like, those landscapes. So, yes. they total CG, but it looks great. Yeah. Modern anime just looks really good. Mm-hmm. It really looks good. Even a even a show like something I've been watching on my something I finally got I'm getting caught up on my free time. Fucking Love Live Superstar. It looks so good, isn't it? Fucking it beautiful. It looks amazing. It, the CG is incredible. It's so crisp I'm and like, clean. The amount of time that these people took to edit like hair in yes. front of somebody's face. Yes, it's nuts. It's Mo- beautiful. It's beautiful. But yes, and that's the like modern agree. anime is just really good. It's really good. So I mean. Because uh, my friend was selling me on like, hey, I, I don't. Have, he said I don't have much to say about Demon Slayer in terms of plot, but it's just a visual and audio spectacle. Hmm. And I could understand where he was coming from. It does look really nice, but then again, like I'm, I'm saying, 
it doesn't look too much nicer than a lot of other modern anime. That's my mm-hmm. that's just all where I'm coming from. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to demean the visuals of the show because the visuals are stunning. Yeah, but it's not leaps and bounds better of what's coming sure. out currently because sure. there's so much good anime right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I we can picked, We that. might have picked a bad time to start a show, start a show called Bad Anime. <laughs> we might have picked the wrong time hey, to do that. Hey, looks can be deceiving at times, right? They could be. As we know. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> as, uh, as we may find out later today. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, I, I think Demon Slayer was at least coming from a place of watching episode one, right? Yeah. Not having a full context on the whole series, on the whole show. Um, mm. But it reads as... Uh, it reads as an anime that would be very popular with a lot of people. Yes. Um, and that's good and bad. I, I think the good in it that I found a lot of the time was mm. the relationship between the brother and the sister, mm. specifically after the sister turns into a demon. Yes. Because I think it is very, very cute how she's kind of like a pet now. Yeah. She's <laughs> afraid of the light. And <laughs> I thought that was like adorable. Like I really... You're giddy. I, describing this. <laughs> your, your body language just shifted. I thought it was so cute. You Honestly, are You are like uh, on cloud nine right now with how like... Wow! This so, is, no, this is, I'm not making fun of you. I'm sorry. No, this is no. just this is like this is super endearing. No, like, it, I, and that's what it was. It was also very endearing because, like, I, I feel like a lot of the time he'd be like, "Oh, where's my sister?" And she'd just be like, "Mer." In the, <laughs> I was like, "This is really funny." You know, for me, actually, I have to go back to a scene earlier than that because mm-hmm. I always talk about like stuff influence each other weirdly. Mm-hmm. I got reminded heavily of Devilman Crybaby mm. uh, during the scene where like. Like the sisters on top of the brother looks like she's about to eat him. Yes, he closes his eyes. Yes. The tears fall, and you realize, like, you know, inside of the sister who's possessed by a demon, there's still she's still there as the human, and she's crying, just res- trying to resist the urge not to kill and eat her brother like she did the rest of the family, presumably. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very endearing, very very touching, and funny enough because this show came out a touch after Devilman Crybaby, only like a few mm, months. Okay, but the manga predated it. Hmm. So I would not be surprised if the people behind Devilman Crybaby took a course, a course, a t- well, and we've, we've talked about Devilman Crybaby. That's coming out way down the pipeline, probably. Yeah, down the road. But um, if um, I, so I could see people who made um, Devilman Crybaby, because they took influence from a lot of stuff that wasn't Devilman. Mostly it was Devilman, but there's a lot of Ava influence in there in particular, mm-hmm. a lot of End of Ava, in ex- mm-hmm. explicitly End of Ava influence. And I could see some Demon Slayer creeping in there because the manga was already super hot by the start of 2019. So I believe season one debuted like a couple months after mm-hmm. in 2019. Yeah. So I could totally see – because like when, when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's a Devilman Crybaby thing. But I'm like, no, Devilman Crybaby wasn't – Devilman Crybaby might have actually took from the manga for Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. at least a tad bit of influence there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say anything. Or maybe it's all just Japanese folklore and I'm a little too unfamiliar. And I, 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 since we're talking about the similarities between yeah. it and other things, there was a glaring similarity that I, I found uh, only in the first episode of Demon Slayer. Um, okay. I saw it as very similar. I don't know if anybody else has talked about this or like has thought about this. Go ahead. I saw it as very similar to uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood in a way. Because that's an anime that I watched a very long time ago. So I'm yeah. fuzzy on the details right now. Right. But... It has the sibling relationship. It has one sibling is affected by something. And then the other sibling is like, all right, like we got to fix you. We got to like, you know, get you to break out of this new form that you're in and just like return back to yourself. I mean, mean, the broad strokes of that are both very similar. Yeah, I think just generally, maybe not in specific, because I'm struggling to remember deep specifics about brotherhood. uh, But I, I think just generally those kind of two plot points right. really intersected for yes. me. Yes, oh, absolutely. Like, being the plot guy and all. Being the plot yeah. guy, yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, meanwhile, I kind of tuned out like once once I heard once like in episode 1 where there's a scene where it's the the old man going, "All right, kid, you got to stay the night. There's demons out there." 
I knew immediately the family was going to be dead. So right, of at course. that point, my, my brain mm-hmm. turned off, mm-hmm. you know, of course. Uh, and that point I said, all right, show, just wow me with some visuals and some good music. Right, right. And right. the intro and outro themes for Demon Slayer, I, I listen to most of them now. Mm. They're all pretty banging. Yeah. So I got to give credit. Th- they're giving credit there. And the show looks really nice. But it's just in the what I have saw of it, you know, it's to me, it's just another show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it could get great later on, but. There wasn't enough super unique to grab me immediately. Yeah. I might have to give it another episode, give it the old three-episode rule, and then mm-hmm. file it away, and then have people bug me that's actually good. I'm like, okay, whatever. I have the same kind of thought process behind it because, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I feel like if I could stick with something like Black Co- Clover for so long, mm-hmm. I could probably stick with Demon Slayer for a long time. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it could be something that I, I watch continuously but don't necessarily like anticipate every episode coming out gotcha or i'm just like all right yeah like uh i'm just like kind of doing nothing today let me throw on a few episodes of demon slayer i feel like it could be that for me okay possibly like a comfort anime a safety anime if you will (laughs) because you know uh i don't believe in safety but in general uh yeah i i thought it was okay i i liked elements as i explained but um maybe i'll continue it'll just kind of be there um i don't expect anything crazy but who knows? I mean, I, I I feel like I know when I'm gonna get a crazy anime when something grabs me immediately, and nothing immediately grabbed me. I guess is what I'm gonna say. Yeah, no, that's that's my thing for me. I need a hook. I need yeah. something. I need uh, even if it's not a great hook, even something quirky or something mm-hmm. weird. I need something to grab me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was safe. Um, and also this is actually pretty funny that we brought up Violence Jack earlier, but because um, I actually appreciated the fact that there was a decent amount of like it was pretty bloody when when he found his family dead. Yeah, I, I honestly I think. I think and now I'm so ruined by stuff of like Violence Jack and the original Devilman OVAs where like if there's not at least a strong amount of violence, I'm just like. See, that's what kind of surprised me too. Like the amount of like blood in this show was a little something that I'm not used to for a show of this magnitude and a show of this popularity. Right, right, right. right? Um, Like I know, you know, it it depends on whether you get the explicit version or like the cleaner version of something. Yeah. Especially like in America, when we get like the like when we got the old Naruto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very like PG, right? Right, right. Nothing crazy, not a lot of blood or anything. But now, now luckily, um, but now anime is so direct in terms of like uh, marketing and just like also consumer consumption. Like it it doesn't really go through any TV networks anymore. And on streaming services, right? Like you don't have to adhere to all these like guidelines or anything. Exactly. Toonami's got these guidelines. You don't have to adhere to those, right? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I have to bring this up because you know. We met, I mentioned this on the last little monthly whatever fun time episode that New Japan Pro Wrestling is the greatest source of live action anime in the world because Japanese Pro Wrestling is essentially an anime or we started to become one, especially if you're into the shonen stuff. It's a mm-hmm. lot of the same plot points because a lot of I mean, if you read interviews with a lot of mangakas from the 80s, they'll just say like, yeah, I love this, this, this and that. And I fucking loved Antonio Inoki. Yeah, but everybody likes that guy. But anyway. I mentioned how much I love the company last time. I told people to watch some matches, but I'm going to talk about it again because we're approaching our first tournament arc of the year for New Japan, boys. Yes, indeedy. Right here, we have actually um, New Japan's annual... It was traditionally a heavyweight single elimination tournament where it was, you know, they would get like 16, at most 32 guys, all heavyweights, and have a uh, tournament, and the winner would um, get a shot at the heavyweight title. This year's a little different. This year it's an open weight tournament, so they're letting anyone take part, and and the the main prize though is a shot at the belt. However, 
the current champ, uh, one of the best wrestlers in the world, Kazuchika Okada, he says, I'll be in the tournament. He, I just, he just loves doing that. He fucking loves being in the tournament as Dude. champ and trying to win the tournament as the champ I to prove a point. I think he did that point. in the G1, too. Well, the, in the G1, it's typical. Yeah, the, the, the champ the, to be the, in. The champ to be in because he, want, he has to prove his ground. Mm -hmm. The champ usually isn't in the New Japan Cup. Wow. It's, just a, it's usually just a quick way to find the new challenger, but Okada says, no, I'm great. And so, but this year it's different because it's a 48-man tournament. And the bracket's super weird. So, they drew it randomly, mm. and 16 guys just get a bye to the second round. Oh. So, yeah, 48 is, an, oh, is a weird number for exactly. a tournament, right? I, I, can, I can show you the bracket right here. And if you look at it, you can see. So, there's a, third, there's a first round with 32 guys. Oh, that's so weird. So, oh, thank God Tai Chi doesn't get a bye. He doesn't ah, deserve ah, that ah, shit. Ah. <laughs> throwing, throwing some pick and some shade right away. Yeah, absolutely not. Tai Chi can can eat my ass, honestly. So this thing now, all basically all the champs are in this tournament, and um, but the winner, if it's not Okada, will get a shot at the title, mm -hmm. which is great. And um, here's the thing, though, Okada in the very first round is actually facing the current junior heavyweight champion, the weight class below, El Desperado. That's oh. a first round match. And when I saw that, I said. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. El Desperado is a um. Even though it's even though it's a it's a Spanish name, he is a um. He's a Japanese wrestler, heavy influenced in like the Mexican lucha libre style of, yep. of wrestling. Mm -hmm. And he's facing Okada, another guy who actually trained in Mexico. Yeah. So I'm expecting some flippy dicky fun time in this match. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I, I always like when you get the um like because Okada is actually a, a a pretty tall man. He's like 6'4". Um, yeah, he's like a 6'4 guy. And he definitely stands out in New Japan, where, yes. where the average height is lower than the, than the rest of the world. Right, than like WWE, AEW especially. All of those, yes. Um, the Yeah, that, that is interesting to me. I always like when you, when you get like a, a heavyweight, I guess considered in this instance, like Okada is an, absolutely the heavyweight. Right. Versus Despi, yeah. who Desperado is like this kind of like... I love how you casually called him Despi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we ter slowly turn it into a wrestling podcast. Yeah, right, right. The transition has begun. Yeah. Uh, but Desperado, who's like this smaller guy, yeah. but it can do like a lot of flippy shit, yeah. right? I love that clash because yeah. it's going to be a lot of Desperado trying to fly around on Okada and Okada just smacking him with clotheslines the yep. entire time. The entire time. It's going to be really fun. And then didn't you say like Okada Naito is also going to happen? Or that has just happened. happened. Oh, it did. Yeah, okay. and I should explain who Tetsuya Naito is. Um, basically, if... If Okada is your clean-cut anime protagonist, um, Tetsuya Naito is right beneath him as the edgy anti-hero. He, yeah, he's like an anti-hero. He's like, yes. a, I would call him like a Sasuke or it, something it, like that. Basically, it's Sasuke and Naruto are the two of, yeah, are two of them. They I have, would say. Their rivalry has been going on for a long time since I believe their first singles match together was in 2013. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say 2013 at Wrestle Kingdom. And it's absolutely... No, 2014, actually. One of the two. It's nuts because... They just a couple days ago. They just had their eleventh singles match. Okada was defending the belt, and they were actually tied up to this point. They were five mm -hmm. and five apiece. Mm -hmm. The eleventh one was, I guess, to put a pin the rivalry and say, "All right, which one of us is fucking better? Yeah, which one is going to be the one that really represents the company, mm -hmm. and who is who is the real protagonist? Who is as they call it, the Shiaku, the t the top star." Mm -hmm. Turns out Naruto won. It was our boy Okada. Yeah, obviously. I, I would I would have taken it no other way, probably. I mean, Naito is probably my favorite wrestler on the New Japan roster. Really? Yes. Good uh, choice. His 
just style, delivery, like everything he does. He's the head of the faction, Los Ingobernables. 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 Oh, yeah. Ingobernables. Dejapon. Yes, right. And also, again, another another guy who spent a lot of time in Mexico. Yeah. There was a while where all the Japanese guys were flying over to Mexico. Also trained in what? CMLL? He, he did a training out there or AAA? Yes. Yeah, uh, I think it was CMLL, right? Yeah, New Japan's aligned with CMLL. Yes. So he, he comes back, right? And he's got this like tranquilo gimmick. He's just like super like relaxed and whatnot. But I love when he's a heel. Yes. Oh my God. When he's a bad guy, when he was like intercontinental champion around yes. the time of maybe like 2016, 2017. Yes. Got the intercontinental belt. Just like throws that shit like a rag doll into yeah. the ring. Like d- disrespectful. The entire crowd, every time he like spits on the belt, they just go like... Oh yeah. no! It's a, it's, it's a traditional it, Japanese crowd who are so and it respects such a huge virtue over there. It's incredible, and he, just seeing this wow, the, the disgust of this audience. Looking I love at this it. man beating, and also because the that particular title belt was white. Yes, by the time it was taken, uh, someone beat him for it. It was gray. Yeah, it was dirty and disgusting. It yep. was dented. Yep, this guy just disrespected it. He thought the title was beneath him he is in such a perfect position i feel like in this company to be like one of the top stars and he is right now but um because yeah. i feel like he has this obviously one, obviously one of the most popular yeah right he's very popular as is his faction but i we'll feel get like to the faction in a second because there's more news regarding that yes but i feel like he is um an interesting person in this company because he is japanese right yes born and bred japanese yeah uh obviously like Knows the Japanese culture, fluent in the language, right. all the things, checks all the boxes. But he acts like a gaijin. Yes, he acts like somebody that he is, acts is, like a foreigner is out as an outsider. He is an out. He's an inside outsider, and it's a cool. Uh, what do you call dichotomy? It? Dichotomy between yeah. the two of him being able to live in both worlds, so that he can like you know know very well how to piss people off, and that's the thing. He's so good, but at also it. how to be liked. But there's the thing. He he was such a good villain that everyone adored him. Yes. This is our time to flex now because we were there for one of the Naito versus mm-hmm. Okada matches. It was a 2016. Dominion. In, uh, Dominion over in Osaka, Japan. We were, Osaka Joe Hall. Osaka Joe Hall. We That's were there right. for it in the nosebleed. Still great seats somehow. Oh, yeah. Fantastic seats. We were, we were in the last row. Yeah. The seats are still great. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we I don't know which number of their matches it was. It was pretty late. It was later on. N- Naito had won the big one. For a little while, he got to say, I'm the top star. Right. But it only lasted 70 days, and Okada said, ha, mine. Took it right back, and then held on to it for two more years. Yeah, literally two years. Two years to the freaking day. The long-term booking, man. But I got to say, company. you mentioned his faction. So this company, and for those who are interested in this kind of stuff, it's there's a lot of factions in this company. There's a lot of wrestlers who are aligned. They have the, like, they'll have a logo, and they'll have like their custom T-shirts made or whatever. Yep. It's sometimes personalized with like like a patch with their logo on it. And I'm actually wearing an Lij shirt right now. Hell speak, yeah! For my boy Shingo Takagi, who we talked covered last time. The dragon. Yep, the last of the dragon, Shingo Takagi. Um, so he's also a member of Naito's faction. Who he was the previous champ. So everyone in Lij is a legitimate star. Oh, they're studs. It's five guys. The the least famous is Bushi, mm-hmm. but he's still like again masked luchador inspired gimmick. He actually has a tremendous rivalry with El Desperado, the yes. other Luchador mentioned. Junior heavyweight contender. And yep. they're, they're, in opposite, they're in opposite factions, but yes. they're both Luchadors. They're, so it's them trying to prove who's the best Japanese Luchador. It's great. Incredible. And then you have uh, Hiromu Takahashi, who is the junior heavyweight stud. He um he just screams anime, everything about him. Oh, my God. He's got he's got like an anime haircut. It's it's He's got the... He's got long, kind of like... He's got long, kind of like poofy hair. Yeah. The tips of it are dyed red. 
and he just destroys his body. He looks like uh like a Twitch streamer. Yes, that got very much so. That got really athletic all of a sudden. Exactly, just yeah. a Twitch streamer who went to the gym and then dropped his head on people. Yes, yes. Because this guy's had several neck problems. Because he, he's just um. He just goes for it every night. He puts himself... That's so, why the people love him. That's why the people love him to death. He's another big one in there. Shingo, I mentioned. And then our other one, Sonata. Sonata. Who yes. I must give congratulations to because as a recording, he's our current IWGP United States he heavyweight is. champion. Fuck yeah. Congrats to him. God, he's my cold skull. Cold the cold skull. He's my boy. Man, I have loved Sonata for many years. Ever since he was in TNA Impact for that, yeah, he, like... Yeah, he wrestled in America. For, like, a cup of coffee. Yeah. It, it, was, it was great, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him, and I was like, this guy's going places. And it's good to see him uh, in that spot now as, like, IWGP US title. Because yes. the, that championship is a very strange one in the grand scheme of championships that yes. live in New Japan. Yes. And the fact that he's holding it is really cool to me. And you it's, know, it's a great... Tanahashi really, like, made it feel a little more legit. Oh, yeah, and, totally. and he picked it up. Which but I got to really say, cool. Moxley made it feel cool, too. Moxley made it, like, awesome. And then Kenta. Oh, our boy Kenta. Kenta. Kenta, it was another one of those great uh, examples of, because, uh, again, born and bred Japanese, but he, he moved to America for a while. Mm-hmm. He worked over in WWE as, a te- as Hideo Itami, mm-hmm. literally the Prince of Pain, yep. which is honestly a better name than Hideo Itami. It's honestly a, a pretty sick name. Yeah, <laughs> It's a great yeah. name. But anyway, so he worked over there as Hideo. Never got going for him, unfortunately. There's, in- you know, he's older, and there's a lot of injuries that happened because mm-hmm. the WWE schedule is so long and arduous. Yeah. Where in Japan they wrestle less times a year, but the matches are way more physical. Mm-hmm. So he just went back to Japan under his original name Kenta for New Japan, and he immediately joined uh, allegiance with the Bullet Club, who I mentioned is actually a faction that was originally comprised of foreigners. Yes, but they uh, slowly started. Um, inducting more Japanese members who use more traditionally Western tactics like mm-hmm. cheating, you know, yeah. d- uh, not trying to knock out the ref, Evil pull, pull and... an object, you know, yep. you know, get, uh, use the ropes as leverage when you're not supposed to. Yeah, do to. some low blow shit, like yeah, a kind of things like that. Bending the, exactly, yeah, bending, bending the, the rule. rule. Like Bend- Ric Flair stuff, Exactly, basically. Ric Flair yeah. stuff. And, you know, these are our, and, the, and basically Bullet Club is um, essentially our primary villain. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Bullet Club, too, there's some yeah. news there. Oh, we had t- the two founding members. Like, a founding member got kicked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of the whole thing. By The leader is now uh, Jay White. Jay, which played Jay White, who was my from, fucking man. From New Zealand. He's a New Zealand cat. Uh, we actually met him in person. Yes, at, uh, at, at Anime NYC. Yeah, at Anime NYC. He was doing a panel, and we were there, and uh, there was a huge line yeah. uh, of, like, people dressed as Monkey D. Luffy. And I was like, the fuck is happening here? Because there was a, a one-piece screening that was going to take place like, two hours later. It was for the one thousandth one piece episode yes, yes and i was like is this the line to see jay white and everyone was like what no no <laughs> and they were like you could go in that one and there was no line no we, just, <laughs> we basically just walked right in it was amazing and we saw jay white talk about this new japan wrestling game it was yeah. like a gotcha game for like it was a gotcha for like game. mobile and it was it was just so <laughs> silly yeah and, and he was just blown away because even though he's been living in japan for many many moons now he's still kind of coming to grips with like anime fandom Cause it's shit you see all the, it's shit you see in Japan definitely, yeah. but it's you know, it, it it's, just, it's just really intense when you have a room full of, especially white people walking around covered in like you know Japanese regalia. It's like what the hell am I looking like, at? Like what is this guy? So I can imagine like Jay White being super confused, and he did sound completely overwhelmed when he was there. He sounded so confused, and he's actually not in the in the in the uh, super in the in, sorry in the New Japan Cup this year. Yeah, I figured because he you know he's been doing a lot of stuff in Impact and uh, also like had his AEW debut recently. Yeah, he started wrestling for AEW as well. Wrestling's a big world, people. Now, so it's huge. Oh my god! And sorry if we've been rambling, but it's it, we, we no, it's, it so it's much. stuff that we needed to talk about. And I was gonna ask you real quick, just to put a pin on the New Japan Cup. Um, do you have any like ideas or predictions? Because our boy Kota Ibushi is coming back. 
He just, oh, he just for the for the cup. He just he just recovered. Mm. Him and Okada, the guy we mentioned before, the current champ, had a match for the other big tournament arc of the year, which we'll get to once uh, the summer rolls around, the G1 climax, which is my favorite time of the year. Oh, and, it's great for us and least favorite at the same time. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll again. get to that. <laughs> we have a lot of friend holidays, people. We've made we've managed to turn the mundane into stuff that's yes. glorious. Yes. But anyway, the new you know with the cup. Sorry, with the cup. I have so many questions because all the champs are in it. I mean, I'm always looking at my boy Will Ospreay, even though he just yep. lost the big one at Wrestle Kingdom. He can always come, find a way back. I think the Tongans, Tonga, Tama Tonga and Tonga Lo, which got kicked out of Bullet Club, are going to have like they need a big re- they, need, they need big runs. They need, yeah. they need they need to start winning some matches in order to like look legitimate again. He got Suzuki in the tournament. You never know. Suzuki, Abushi, yeah. and there's uh, so many guys in the tournament. There are all the junior heavyweights in there. I can imagine one one of them getting a shot at Okada just for the hell of it. It could be, it could even be like. Because the thing is, it's, it's it's past Wrestle Kingdom, so we're not looking to build to a huge thing. Dominion's uh, far out until June. So I, yeah. I'm imagining the winner of this cup is going to be a fun challenger, but not necessarily leg- like a huge Legit. legitimate threat. It's weird because the, like, the percent- Or it could be Kota Ibushi. Cause, I mean, it could be back, Ibushi. Coming back in a tournament, and what I've learned from the last two years of doing the G1 is that never don't bet on Kota Ibushi. Yeah, Kota Ibushi's always a safe bet to bet your money on. And then the first round, he's facing Great Okan. Great Okan. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking Great Okan. He could spoil it there. He, he was my guy last year in the G1. He, he got, got you points. He got me so many points. Uh, But, yeah, it, at least I, I feel like Ibushi might be my pick. Yes. If not to win this tournament, he's going to face Okada Dominion or something like that. I could honestly, I'm looking at Hiromu right now. I'm really thinking about Hiromu getting a shot. That would be interesting. I'm just looking, I'm looking at the bracket right now. His first round is against Sho. Showtime! I, I happen to love Sho Tanaka. But um, great guy, a great guy. Um, but you know, there's a lot of uh, people, a lot of questions in there. Um, and luckily, New Japan's very good at p- promoting, uh, uh, posting like you know, cap catch up videos because you know they always mm. want to like fill in their audience. I love that the fuck the recount. The recount's great. Oh, so good. Re- and it uh, so, gives me all the storyline I need for every match. And they show you great, great clips in there. So yeah, I know we should t- be telling you to subscribe to our YouTube, but subscribe to their YouTube. Subscribe <laughs> to the New Japan YouTube, please, everybody. It's be- very good. Subscribe to, and especially watch the recount because you can see how passionate we're getting about this. And if you are, and I truly, I get like I mentioned in the last month, if you are an anime fan, especially the Shonen variety. I feel like New Japan Pro Wrestling is a, a natural and logical next step. Yes. It is your way to experience anime-style storytelling, but with a more sports-like presentation. Mm-hmm. There are wild and colorful characters with tons of personality. No one in New Japan wrestles quite the same. Mm-hmm. Like, Which is exciting. Like, like, so if you're watching like a martial arts anime where no one really typically fights the same, it's a lot of the same vibe. So I, if you guys want to check out some New Japan Pro Wrestling... Just you know, go to go to the re- go watch the videos because they have the recount. They can get you up to date, and take a look at the bracket for the New Japan Cup 2022. And if you see any names that interest you, just Google them. You can find such a rich rich history in all these guys. I mean, I'm looking at my boy El Fantasmo, not El Desperado, and El Fantasmo, another oh, guy. Oh, El Fantasmo is in the tournament. He is, but I because I he gets a buy in the second round, and he's either gonna be facing Bushi or Will Osprey. So I think, oh ooh, yeah. Oh no, he could beat Osprey. He could beat Osprey. Osprey has a couple wins over him, so I can see Phantasma pulling mm. up the upset. Might be Cobb too. Is Cobb in? I think Cobb should be in this tournament if he's not. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Because Jeff, because Jeff Cobb has been doing really well this past yeah, year. Yeah, he was my he was my pick to go to the finals in G one, so that makes total sense. Oh, Cobb might clean house. Yeah, he's in there. Oh, and he's got like no chance. He's gonna take everybody on the tour of the island, baby. 
okay, I can see him getting up to at the, least the, the quarter, semifinals, the quarterfinal, because his his only big quarterfinal challenger looks like it's going to be Naito. Mm. Yeah, it's a toughie. But Okada just beat Naito, so exactly. I can see him winning this tournament. I can see him winning on to face Okada again because mm. Jeff Cobb and Okada are tied one and one. Yeah. Oh God. So and then in that case, you know, Okada can put him down for good. Ew, it might be Cobb. Might might be Cobb. He's for those who don't know. He's a big uh, for most of you who don't know. This is an anime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's just a, a big Polynesian dude. Wait. Um. Speaking of and this anime podcast, um. There is one final thing I would like to talk about. Yes. Um, and it is in regards to something you mentioned earlier. Go ahead. About Best Girl Day today. Yes. Um, wh- what did you, wh- what did you, wh- was there an extra thing that you wanted to tack on about the rules for today? Oh, yes. I, uh, there is for a, tonight? There is a rule. So what we're doing this year is a little different. Mm. I'm thinking of including the how well do you know your friends, but however, we have some newer friends or friends from different social groups. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to know each other super well. Right. So that's going right. to be a little hard to um, uh, really... Uh, really kind of like have it be a fair ground right so what i'm thinking is this year changing it up a little bit where instead because our, our buddy's hosting we're gonna lock the door to his house after we after we finish the show mm-hmm. we're not allowed to leave until we agree on a fucking tier list yes it has to be a hundred percent unanimous yes we have some people there who have never seen any anime before wow we have at least one guy yep, uh, yep. who our, our buddy who will remain, remain nameless who has never seen really any anime and should I, Bouncy, should I give you the name, the two names I've narrowed it down to? It would be fun for the audience Ooh, as well. Give it to me. Give it to me. So, so what I'm thinking, audience and Bouncy, we have two shows in mind. Both of them are 10 episodes because mm-hmm. I don't want don't to be an overly long process. 10 episodes is great for today. Awesome. I love that. It's awesome. Very so nice. We have two shows with very different appeals. Mm-hmm. Both harem shows, but with limited number of waifus. Infinite Stratus had almost too many. There were a lot. There was like a, a like solid six or seven or more. Yeah. But in, this, in one show, there's only six, and the other one's only four. Should I go with the one that aired more, more, most recently or less recently? Which one, <sighs> I, which one should I tell you first about? I think – oh, okay. T- tell me about the one that aired most recently first. This one was called Mother of the Goddess Dormitory. Oh, I've heard you mention this before. This yep. show is a porn plot. <laughs> I've, but it's, it's way more endearing than it has any right to be. Mm. But there is a lot of shot of titty. Okay. A- anyway, as as to be expected in any of these, like I tr- trust me, I may be going in blind for a lot of stuff, but I know when I'm going to see some titty. Yeah, um, this one is explicit titty. The other one doesn't have as explicit. Wow, straight up like nips and everything. Yes. Wow. Woohoo! Yes. For Mother of the Gods Dormitory, all it is is just like one girl finds this kid who's basically homeless because his house yeah. burned down. His dad ran away with insurance money and just left him. Okay. So she's like this weird scientist girl finds him and says, "I can stay at our place for a little bit," and it's her and and four other college girls, and they're like. We need someone to take care of the house. So we'll like pay you and shit. And she, he's like, I'm 12, so I need a place to live. So just like give me some money for food, and then I'll just live here and clean and cook shit and everything. They're like, yay, he's our dorm mother. And I'm like, cool, oh, that must be like Lord. a Japanese term I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so he's the mother So he's he's the mother of the goddess dormitory. Wow. And yeah, so the whole show is them just having awkward ways of going like, oh, no, I'm starting to feel things for this little boy. And it's like, all right, I think you're like 20. Oh God! Yeah, and they all have—they're all like super quirky. They all have really weird personality traits. One's a I'm mad, sure. si- one's a mad scientist, one's a martial arts expert. One of them hates mm-hmm. men. One's a moon mage, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. forgetting the mm-hmm. other one. Wow! <laughs> no, so, the other uh, one's a cosplay girl. So let me let me let me put it in terms that I can understand. So yeah. Hanji from Attack on Titan, Android 18 from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> Sailor Moon. 
Pretty much, yeah. Great. <laughs> except except Great. like with like way bigger boobs. <laughs> but anyway, Lord. other than and what what's the other show? So that show's good, I'd have okay. to say. But that's um, the sixth waifu show. Yes, that, it's good. But here's the thing: it's um the all the gags are visual. Okay, right. You know, it's all a lot of visual stuff, and right. it's a dub, but it's a recent dub, so the dub was like coming out right after the show. Mm. All the dub actors did great, and all the direction was very good. But you can tell, like, they were just adapting the script, and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. almost almost word-for-word translation. Because mm-hmm. they have to meet the demand. I'm not trying to criticize anyone for their writing abilities. just they had a job to do. Yeah, right. This dub was done a couple years ago where they weren't under no such time constraints. They just released the episodes in one batch. Mm-hmm. This one was called um, My First Girlfriend is a Gal. And okay. that was, which refers to the gadus over in Japan. Basically, girls who potentially get, like, really bad spray tans, bleach their hair, mm. crazy accessories. You see them walking all over Harajuku. I've I've been there, so I can say that with for like I have reference for this. I'm mm-hmm. not just speaking out of my ass on this one. Mm-hmm. I speak out of my ass a lot, but not not particularly on this one. So it's about this guy and a bunch of his pervy friends, and they're like, "We don't have girlfriends," and they're all these all the guys are going to the main character, like, "Go ask out that girl." And this girl is just like, a, she's one of the more popular girls in school. She's a total gal, total rebel. She like has like her uniform jacket tied around her waist. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everything's disheveled. She, her hair's all wacky. And she's actually voiced by the same girl who voices Rhea Scrimmery in the high school DXD dub. Oh, but so, but Gallows have a very interesting, like a, they have like a dialect kind of uh-huh. thing. So they said the, the the director must have thought, how do we communicate this accent mm. or dialect? Mm-hmm. So let's just make all the Gallows talk like Valley Girls. So it's oh ju- god. So, so it's it's literally three Valley Girls and this other wow. one who's like psychotic. Wow. But it was so funny. It's just hearing Rhea Scrimmery just going, you just think I'm hot and easy and want to get with me. And I'm just I'm just dying. <laughs> so I'm leaning towards that one because that one's funnier. That's interesting. And one, there was one character. There's a couple of characters. A, co- a lot of pop See? culture. A lot, wow. a lot of pop culture references. Not full explicit nudity. Mm-hmm. And one of them is legitimately a comedy relief pedophile. Wow. Yeah, one, one of like. That one, sounds hilarious. One of the dude's friends is legitimately just like. And the show just makes fun of him for being a pedo. And, and wow. the show just actually just has him be a pedo. The guy like makes references to like getting dreams about getting a love note written in crayon. And I'm just like, oh, I think the interesting with with the, the interesting one or the interesting thing that I'm thinking about with these two shows is which one am I going to have a harder time watching for four hours? Yes. And which one is going to be more difficult for me to just like endure for that a period of time? And I genuinely don't know. I'll give you my take. Okay, give it. Give me the take. I think mother of the high school. Uh, sorry, uh, mother of the mother of the goddess dormitory might be a little harder. Uh huh. Just because mm, it's just the dialogue isn't super interesting all the time. So the personalities aren't as deep, is what you're saying. Oh no, the personalities are all pretty solid. Oh okay. They're all quirky and fun, mm-hmm. but the other show, my first girlfriend is a gal, like. That one, the dialogue just keeps you invested because you're always thinking, what the fuck are they going to do next? <laughs> like, they'll just say some of the most ridiculous goddamn things you hear. That's kind of fun. But won't a tier list be very easy with four people? Or yes, it could be. That That is my concern. And here's the concern here. Streaming limitations. Mm. Because one of them is on High Dive and the other mm. one's on Funimation. Funimation is very easy uh, to pull up on any device. High Dive can be a bit of a bitch. I love mm. you, High Dive, but you need a, you need some need to fix your streaming capabilities, especially because when I log on to the mobile app sometimes, some of the shows on your platform just don't show up on your platform. Oh, weird. It's very annoying. It's usually the more explicit shows. 
you know, like I guess it could that could be an iOS thing. Mm, could be because they're a little, little restricted. Funimation is a bit finicky now and then with iOS as well. Too. Really, uh, I'll say that much. Yeah, when I'm trying to like cast something uh, with okay. Funimation from my phone, really, it's, it's like sometimes a little wonky. Okay, uh, that's interesting. I I totally believe that happening though. Oh no, it's actually right here. There we go. Never mind. Uh, my I corrected. I what show was? Huh? What show wasn't working? And for some reason, Q, for some reason, if you listen to this, high dive employees. For some reason, Cutie Honey Universe wasn't showing up on my phone when I tried to pull it up. So. Fix that, I guess. For me? Yeah, explicitly for me because I love But I guess what we can do is we could hey, bring it to the bring it to the group later. We could just and, bring it to the group and have a decision. We could make it democratic or but I have a feeling some members of our group won't want it to be democratic. They just yeah. they want yeah, to be just honestly, let's just give them something. Let's just yeah. give them I I'd say with six people, it's a little easier to do a tier list. Yes. And a little harder. Yes. So I, maybe we'll go with that one. Maybe, maybe we'll go mother? with Mother of the Goddess Dormitory. Yeah, in that case, let's watch my let's watch my first girlfriend as a gal for this podcast because my God, yes, that one <laughs> that one has some talking points. Hell yeah! Because the thing is, it. it's super duper offensive, like definitely offensive. But Fantastic. I don't know if it's bad just because it is so funny. I mean, it's totally raunchy. It's totally not everyone's cup of tea. But I feel like that deserves a deeper dive. Well, we will have to get to it then. Let's like we have to get to it. Speaking of this podcast. Oh, thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah, I was about to say, we, how long have we been on for? We, I think we've been rambling. I don't know what we've been doing over here, but it's been a while. But I, I hope you've stuck with us through the whole thing. Thank um, you for joining us on this uh, very fun February episode. Yes. Oh, and, we'll hope to see you uh, bright eyed and bushy tailed in the month of March. And let's have fun. Ooh. See you later, guys. See you soon. Bye. It's bad. Wow, oh my god, what a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxisaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you could leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss in your ear podcast network